1: Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me, as always, <coughs> the, the man clearing his throat there. Yeah. Let me clear my throat, uh, Mr. <laughs> Matt Keo. Let me clear my throat. That was from the old song. Let me clear my throat. By who? Listen, you can look it up. That's where you, you know, you can get on the Google machine and look that up. On the Google machine. But, um... Matt Keo. Matt, it is summertime. It has finally gotten here. First week of summer vacation. Not only that, it came at a very important time. Not a very important time, I shouldn't say that, but episode number fifty. Yeah. The big five O. Yeah. Are you excited? You sound it.
0: I mean, it doesn't feel like it. Like, it seems
1: like we like seriously, it seems like we just kind of <laughs> get it got started. Um,
0: I did the same thing I did last time we talked about the 50th. I know. It's, I was like, we've been doing this for a year. It's 365 days. <laughs> and then it I
1: should ke- be 365th episode, exactly, right? Exactly, except I keep forgetting. No, so 50th episode is big. Technically, not the year. You know, 52 weeks in a year. So our year anniversary will be two yeah. more shows, but. Um, big episode number fifty. Still, I feel like an important milestone. Yeah, in anything, you know, it's always that fiftieth anniversary, fiftieth episode, fiftieth this, fiftieth that. Once you, I feel like in in whatever you do, once you get to that number fifty, that's like the big, the big milestone in whatever it is. Even in your life. age
0: fifty and <laughs> life and podcast years
1: and uh, uh, it's just it's a good number and bowling and. Yeah, 50 is not a good score in bowling. If you get to 50, I feel like that's like, okay. You it's a milestone. It's showing it you that you should stop bowling. <laughs> Very true. If your average is 50 in bowling, you, yeah. you really shouldn't be doing it. No, you should not much be. Much longer. Unless you just go out there and do it for fun. True. Very true. But, all right, so uh, are you excited about summer being here? I guess. I, I, I like
0: the summer. I, I feel like I'm, I'm just a more of a fall person.
1: Really? Just oh, yeah. any reason why, like, just football starting? Oh, all that? Football, the
0: colder weather, but it's like a crisp cold weather. Um, you know, my motto is, like, you can only take so many layers off, but you can always add more on. So, like, if you're hot in the summer and, like, you're just outside and you're working, like, you're just hot. Like, you could take your shirt off if you want, um, but that's about it. Like, at one point, your your body's just going to be hot and there's nothing you can really do about it. At least in the like with the fall like if you 're going and like you're raking leaves or something like you just have like a hoodie and pants and boots on, and like oh you 're a little cold, you throw a flannel on or you put a hat on something you, you could keep adding on to like combat the weather just when it 's hot out it 's just hot, and the, the like the black flies are all out and well, especially on those humid days it right? yeah. just ugh. like when you need to work with your shirt off and yet you 're getting bit by everything so it 's like i'm s- i 'm sweaty i 'm getting bitten. It's hot. I don't worry about sunburn. I do tan pretty well, but you know, that's just a promotion
1: of skin cancer in my later years. <laughs> now, is it are you do you use like the, uh, the are you a sunscreen guy? Cuz I'm really not. I when I was a kid I wasn't. Um
0: I I burned pretty badly last year, especially I did like that landscaping thing prior to to camp opening up. So I was there for 2 days just in like the beating hot sun. And I got burned so bad that my girlfriend and I were driving down to Boston, New York after, like, at that day after, and um, I was wearing a tank top, and she was sitting, like, next to me in the car and could feel the burn radiating off of me. Feel it. that, yeah. Oh, like, God, I got burned so bad. Like, I, I've gotten to the point where I was like, yeah, I'll put on sunscreen, but I know inevitably I'm probably going to burn first, and then and after... Then- after that, I don't really burn after like, or it's not that
1: bad. I was gonna say there's been times where I've never used sunscreen. Uh, a little bit later in life, like especially when I started shaving the head, or it just you know went on its own. Um, I would there was one or two times where the beginning of summer my head would burn, especially right. if I wasn't wearing a hat. So there were times where if I knew I was uh, you know going to the beach or going swimming, I'd throw some sunscreen on the top of the head. Um, but other than that. I really would never burn. I would tan, right. but I would get there'd be one one or two days at the beginning, like late June, early July, where you know if I was uh, shirtless outside, maybe I'd get a little crispy in the arms or the shoulders. Wouldn't really burn, burn, but you know maybe be annoyed for a day, and then after that, I was fine. Well, that's the
0: Italian in you. That's right. I I've got built-in sunscreen. I was gonna say you're you have technically you have like the more olive-ish skin where it's like it's easier i I'm like i don't know what I 'm rocking with because i'm you know I'm adopted and stuff, and who knows, but I know for a fact that there's probably some sort of Irish in there, and Irish people just love to burn like
1: easily <laughs> like it's their job,
0: yeah, but I also know it's, like it's something else too, because like i'm not pale by any sort of the imagination, but I burn, but i don't burn easily, and it doesn't last long, and it turns into a tan after yeah, so it's it's something i just I just burn though um are you more of like a like the just like the cream sunscreen, like you know that you squirt in your hand, and you
1: rub it, or like the spray? Um, if I had to choose when I use it, I'm definitely more actually early on. I'd say I was definitely more the cream, but lately, just the spray seems so much easier. Yeah, like you just kind of spray it, you rub it in a little bit, and you're it. It's fine.
0: It just takes so much less time and like yeah. just it, it, it i feel like it gets you better than just like rubbing it
1: and it's just like did i get everywhere with yep. a spray you can just spray it and there's nothing worse than like when you're trying to put just a little on there and next thing you know you got like a big glob yeah. on there and you only want to get your shoulders or and you then only your wanna... hands are all greasy and stuff like for that. the rest for the rest of the day yeah like there have been times where especially if i'm home like before i go to the beach sometimes when i do put sunscreen on the head or whatever i'll literally go like i gotta wash my hands cuz then if you don't like yeah. if you're eating like a sandwich or something next thing you know you're just eating sunscreen. all sunscreen yeah. Yeah. and it's it nasty. just
0: it tastes disgusting it does i and like plus i feel like it, it takes so long for it to dry yes like, like at least with the spray it dries faster so you don't have to worry about stuff sticking to you yeah so i like the i like the one like the the spray like the company that has like the monkey on it um i forgot what it's called it's like some not banana boat um it has, like, a monkey on it. What is it called? Yeah, it is Banana Boat, isn't it? No, that's not it. Banana Boat has, like, a hammock, I think. Uh,
1: I I know the one you're talking about. Sun Bum. Mo- Sun Bum? Yeah. Isn't that the one with the little kid, though, where oh maybe it's a monkey that's, like... Um...
0: With the butt crack? Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, maybe
1: I'm thinking of... Uh, I, I, I
0: know my... what you're talking about because I remember having that in my house as a kid. Sun Bum. Yeah, 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 right? Is it them? Yeah, this stuff. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like to use. It smells good, too. Like, what are you? Are you, like, an SPF 50 kind of guy? If you have to, I rock 30, personally.
1: Okay, that's one. That's one thing too with sunscreens. Like it, the higher the number, the lower the protection level. Right? The lower the number, the higher the protection level. Is that how it exact goes? Exact opposite. Is it? So opposite? if you're using SPF 100, that means it's... you've got like super fair skin. Yeah. Like that means like you just burn in the winter time. Yeah. SPF 15, I think is like the lowest. Okay. Um, I know the couple. Like when I when I will do it, um, Vicky will buy like either SPF 50. Um, she's a little, she's much more fair skinned than I am, so sometimes right. she'll go like the SPF um, seventy seventy five, something like that's that.
0: It's not a good thing all the time, though. That they were saying is like the more like if you put on like SPF one hundred all the time, your body it naturally needs sunlight, and if you're like if you're repelling all the sunlight, like if you if you have like SPF one hundred on, your body doesn't get the required amount that's what i heard yeah so like i think like people like recommend like either like spf 30 45 or 50 so like you're protecting yourself but you're also like still allowing some to
1: come in she'll usually go spf 50 the only time she'll go like higher than 50 is if um like we know we're gonna be in the water or we know we're gonna be like on a boat right because I, and they say it's just a reflection it of the ref- water, yeah. like the reflection, refraction, whatever it is. But it make like it just intensifies that oh, sun yeah. way more. I got like believe it or not. So
0: like last time I went on vacation, like on a cruise and stuff, we went down in the Caribbean, and I was just like I didn't get sunburned basically at all until I was sitting in a pool. And then, like, I got out, and it was just this pure reflection of it. Yep, like it was, it was so bad. Um, and you don't recognize it too, because like, oh, like you're all, I'm in the pool. Like my body's not nah, like your your lower body is, but your upper body is getting like repelled. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a nasty thing, and especially being up in Buffalo, like. You're like, oh, like I don't burn. I'm in this. T- I'm in the sun all the time. I was like, yeah, but you go like down south.
1: That sun is like ten times more <laughs> intense. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're you're gonna burn. Yeah. Like I remember the first uh, the spring break college, um, your senior year, so junior one of the years we went down to Florida, and man, it's it's just like a different. It's a different sunlight down there. Yeah, like it's a different. It you feel it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why you know.
0: Uh, the people are more accustomed to it down there. Like we, we can talk all we want. We're like, oh, Buffalo's hot and stuff. So I was like, yeah, but like, just the intensity of the sun is just different.
1: Yeah, it's less. In fact, I think that was the first time that I, I had shaved my head. Like shaved it. Like bicked it. Usually before I would just. Um, by that time, I was just uh, doing it with the razor, like the uh, clippers, yeah, instead of the razor. But that time, I, I bicked it, and I remember just going down there. Um, the first time when we got there on the beach, I'm like, okay, it's getting a little crispy. I'm like, all right, somebody hand me some sunscreen. And I didn't put any on my shoulder, just on the head. And thank God I did because, um, that night my shoulders were like, again, not burned, but definitely more irritated than they yeah. were probably ever. Oh yeah. And in fact, I think the rest of that trip, I wussed out and I put sunscreen on everything and even going down to the trip, I don't need sunscreen. I don't, yeah. Okay. I need sunscreen.
0: <laughs> I have a gross story. Um, my parents have a place in Florida and when I was still in high school, I went down there once. This is back when my dog was still alive. So we went down there and I think I was like a sophomore in high school or a freshman, no sophomore. And, um, I got really, really bad. Like I had sun poisoning, bad sunburn to the point where like on my face that it like would like it crisped up and then started leaking like all like so like I'd wake up I this is going to get really gross I woke up in the morning with my eyes fused shut be, from all the like the the whatever was secreting from my face would like harden over my face <laughs> woke up one morning um with my dog on my chest licking my face and I just let her do it so I could open my eyes <laughs> But after that, I didn't go out in the sun because it, like, physically made me sick.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, I mean, you've got sun poisoning at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, that makes me think one time, uh, this was this would have been when I first started dating uh, my wife, um, or maybe I'd just moved in or whatever, but we, uh, her and Sarah, my stepdaughter, uh, we went on a vacation down to Florida, and one day down there, Vicky and Sarah are very Fair skin, Sarah, even more so than than Vicky. The one day we went down there, I think it was the last day before we came home. Sarah didn't put on or forgot to put on sunscreen. She got burnt so bad, like it was a Sunday. We came home Sunday, and then the next day, she went to school. <laughs> Literally, I don't know by the end of first period. So Clarence starts at eight thirty by like nine yeah. o'clock we got a call from the nurse or Vicky got a call from the nurse while she's working at home. Um, you might want to pick up your daughter. Like Sarah was, and we didn't even realize she was that bad. Cause like, you know, how sometimes you get red, but sometimes yeah. you really don't know that it's damaged till the next day. Yeah. Um, she looked like a lobster and like, just uh, you could tell, it was already starting to blister around the face. Kind of like with you, yeah. we were starting to blister up the shoulders. Everything was starting to already blister and peel. I think she stayed home she, Vicky went to pick her up that day she stayed home the next day thankfully it wasn't like I don't think it was as bad as you know how you got but yeah, it but was still. it was pretty painful
0: oh yeah and like and then I think I sit here like thinking about it now and like I'm like I want to- I wonder how much damage this is going to bring to me later <laughs> in life. Like, I mean, like, if somebody, if I go, I do doctor, God forbid, and they're like, oh, yeah, you
1: got, like, some form of skin cancer, I'll be like, mm, yeah, makes sense. Like, <laughs> like, yep. Oh, I often think that now, but like, all right, yeah, I'm doing this Oh, I've got Italian, I've got built-in sunscreen, yeah. but... You know, I wonder, like, you know what, am I going to get, like, melanoma or, or yeah. whatever later on? A little skin cancer? You know, live life to the fullest now. That's my motto. My <laughs> Straight up,
0: my uncle on my dad's side, he was a huge tanner. Like, he was the guy that would go out and, like, tan purposely. And he'd sit on the back, like, roof of, like, the sunroom at, like, my grandfather's house. Like, he'd sit out there, lay out there, like, with mirrors and stuff. Um he was a big dude, like jacked, and he would like lay there he 'd put like tanning oil, bacon grease, anything to shine up his body Oof. and from that like from when I was born to the day he died um not not from skin cancer um he was tan like he was like that color tan he's like the couch yeah like he's and he was well, and like, that, beige. Yeah, and the thing was, he was half
1: Irish, and he was half uh, Spanish. So, obviously, his skin took all over the Spanish side. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, he was, the, he was the kind of guy that, like, me and you would just get tan just from doing stuff outside. He, like, sought it out. Like, he tried to get the tan.
1: Oh, yeah, he'd be out there for hours. Yeah. See, that was one thing I never understood, and people pay big bucks whether to go into the tanning bed or do the, the, the fake old spray doesn't look tan. not natural though. No, it doesn't. And in fact, my sister, I would yell at her because she, especially in like her uh, you know late teens, 20s, even into her 30s, she would go to get like, you know, go to the tanning bed. And she's got the the olive color skin like I do. And you can tell when she would hit a tan, like she'd, there'd be times I'd, I'd look at her like, Lise, you look like an Oompa Oompa. Yeah. You're like orange. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, stop. No, you don't understand. I got to get a base tan before I go to Florida, or I yeah. got to get a base tan before summer starts. No, you don't. You have a built in base tan, you idiot.
0: Yeah. Knock I know. it off. Yeah. I, I actually asked my one friend, my coworker, who's a girl, because my sister goes to those things all the time, too. And I asked her, like, she went to the tanning bed right before going to Florida. I was like, why would you Why would you do that? Exactly. And they said it was like, oh, it's for a base tan. I was like, well, that's stupid. But, like, the spray tan ones, I, you can definitely tell who sprays tan. Um, there's an individual that um, was in one of my classes that they like to spray tan. And you could tell... Because their fingers would be so darker of a color than the rest of their body, and I was just like, at that point, you're not tricking anybody. No, you're,
1: it's like there is nothing natural about the color that you spray, especially
0: tan in. if you're that tan in the like butt end of February in <laughs> Buffalo. Like, <laughs> there's no way that is natural at any point. Like, I went on
1: vacation. No, you didn't. Like, yeah. You, you went on vacation to the tanning salon yeah. where somebody sprayed you. And speaking of skin cancer, holy cow,
0: I, I'd rather take my chances with the natural sun than going into those, like, tanning beds.
1: Oh, yeah. That is, that's like, a like, for-sure thing. That's like you get your tan with a side of cancer. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's what, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for half the tan and half the cancer. <laughs> like,
1: that should be their slogans. Uh, no, I I don't. Those places should not be. Now lately I don't know uh I went a couple weeks ago. It's not a tanning bed, but it's that uh what is it called? I forgot the name of the place. It's like more like that infrared light. There's one on there's one on Transit Road, the Luminous or Lumus or something where it's more it's, like, infrared stuff, but they have, like, all right, the blue light. When you go in there, you can make it a blue light, and that's supposed to help your immunity. Oh, kind of,
0: kind of more like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think yeah.
1: it's, like, infrared or or it's not – you're not doing it to tan. Yeah. You're doing it to, like, like I said, I think – Like, to stimulate certain types of cells yes. and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, Um Which that – Vicky and I did that, and I kind of found it more or less relaxing. Like, you're literally – it was almost like you're in a like a, a sauna, yeah, and you're just laying down and then you've got whatever colored light is just the, is on the it. that's it
0: it's kinda it's like it's more of like health and well being like the like the cryo for, like the cryogenic stuff, yeah. and I don't know if it works, but you know what I felt relaxed coming out of it, yeah, I mean, who I'm just not like a fan of like sitting and or standing in a very closed room or bed with just a bunch of like lights just like. Piercing my skin the no. entire time. No, like where you have to wear that stupid stuff over your fit. Did you have to do those? Like the l- no, l- no.
1: There's no because um, probably because they're not that bright and they don't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mess. And that's the one thing I asked the uh, the attendant there. I asked her. I was like, do we have to wear? Is it like tanning beds, or you have to wear the things over the eyes? She's like, no. It's totally. She said, in fact, some of the colors will actually help. Um, they're designed to help your vision, and stuff like that. So.
0: Help your vision. You walk back out, and it's was like, "Didn't work." Still got to wear my glasses. <laughs> Same thing I told my mom when she told me to eat my carrots. I eat carrots all the time for a for like a
1: year. I wasn't able to change my vision worth of anything. Listen, I'm speaking of vision, and I guess this is all. This is one big coming in hot episode. And with the tanning, it's literally coming in hot. But I had to take a. Uh, I had gotten new pair of glasses over the past week. I forgot how annoying it was to take vision tests. Like, like a full vision like test? Like the full vision test, like where you gotta like you literally get on your thing. It used to be alright, cover one eye, what can you read? Cover one yeah. eye. Now it's like, I mean, they like dial it in and they're like like all right, does it better A, better B. Better A, better B. And I'm always the one I'm like, all right, can you show me B again? <laughs> uh uh can you show me A? I like uh C? That was an answer. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Can you do this? <laughs> They'll do one that's like close, and I always feel like I'm taking this test. I'm like, damn it, if I give the wrong answer, right. I'm gonna get a pair of glasses that my vision's gonna be messed up. Oh yeah, but um,
0: or then, like when they do it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Like when they do it, and then neither of them seems good, and you're just like, oh gosh, what, what do I say? Yeah, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> and and then they're, they're like, they give you though. like that that out. They're like, or neither. Yeah, neither, neither, neither. neither, neither, neither,
1: neither. neither. That's what I meant. <laughs> Then it'll be close, and then they'll throw in a C like they'll throw in a third option, and it's way off. Like, all right, well, it's not number three. Uh, one okay, one by like a little bit, and I (laughs) (laughs) exactly I'm sitting there with the guy, I'm like, they're both good, but if I had to choose, I'd say one by like a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like this one, I can just make out that E a little better. This
1: the other one's pretty good, though. Like, I'm fine with either. I remember when I was a kid taking those at school, I'd be the one, like, I'd, my eyes were never, real, even now, they're not uber bad, it's more, I need it for distance, but I'll like, I'll walk, I, when I was a kid, I would walk by the chart and try to remember it, like, yeah. remember it yeah. before I would go in there, and I'd be like, all right, it's D, like, oh, wait, nope, never mind, hold on, Yeah. like, I, it was almost like I tried to just, cheat your way through, cheat the way through, or <laughs> yep. beat the test. Uh, we had to take hearing tests at my school. Oh, Absolutely. Where you do the, you have the headphones on, and you'd have to raise your hand. Beep. Yeah. You'd have oh. to raise your hand when you heard the uh, the beeps.
0: Hundred percent. Those were those were awesome. I, I had no idea what we were doing half the time.
1: Yeah, those were, those were another one where it was just, you know, you gotta you gotta get that score up. Oh yeah. You gotta beat well, you gotta beat the test.
0: For the longest time I had no idea what we were even doing. Like they would just bring us in there at like I don't know. No, but cool. as a kid you got to miss class you a just, little bit
1: and you got to you got to
0: get out of class. They would watch us though. Like they would watch us take the test. Like the nurse. Well yeah, the nurse was the one pushing the buttons for the beeps, the beeps. She well like for some reason I have this weird like idea like figment in my head. So there there's like a I'm sitting in the room, headphones, machine. She left the room, shut the door, window, and she's just facing me while I'm taking it. And like oh, she
1: you, left the room,
0: that's what I'm thinking.
1: No, ours was. I don't know what test you took. Ours was always like we're like right next well, it, to each I other. Had headphones on. Yeah, you have the headphones and
0: on. You have to raise your hand to yep. hear the beep. Yeah. yeah,
1: but she was always right. Our nurse was always right next to us, and you would just raise your hand. You're like, okay, you do it. I think maybe like ten times. Yeah, and then that was it. I don't know. My nurse was weird.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> like I, I I I I'm not trying to bad talk her or anything, but she was weird. I remember I broke my finger once and she I went in there asking for like ice or something. First by myself, and she said you didn't this didn't happen on school property. It's not like I'm not liable for you. I was like, okay. That was so I went back and I was like still really in pain and like I went with like a teacher aid. And like she was like on the phone and she's like she mouths, she's like, I'm not like I can't do
1: anything for this kid
0: and like the teacher is like, Just give him some ice. That's all he wants. Like
1: really? Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure yeah. So because you hurt yourself off of school campus, yeah. or like on your way to school.
0: Well, I broke my finger that weekend and nobody believed me that I broke my finger. So I I was at school and like my finger this first time was like just really swollen.
1: I'm not liable for you.
0: <laughs> Basically, it was like, I was like third
1: grade. Like, liable. I'm not, but like, liable. Did I lie? I'm not lying. I'm like, not I'm lying. I really just, just want
0: some ice, man. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, my dad is now like a school nurse kind of thing. <laughs> I asked him, I was like, hey, are you able to treat people that don't get hurt on school property? And he's like, yeah, I don't see why not yeah okay
1: i mean first of all when you went down there did she ask like did you hurt it on school property yeah
0: Yeah. and i was like no and then she was just like
1: like, "Uh, get out wrong answer basically
0: (laughs) well like i think the thing was like you know now that i'm like in the school profession it's like okay it didn't happen on school property so therefore i could not get sued if i like i wouldn't get sued if i didn't you know you did act upon this because if it happened on school property, I would be like, I'd have to act on it. Oh, for sure. Like, since it happened off school property, it's like, you're just like an inconvenience at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you're not dying.
1: Not liable.
0: I threw, and then, you know, later in my years, I got back at her because I threw up in the morning because I took like ibuprofen or something before eat, like without eating, went to school um, in fifth grade, we had to do mandatory choir rehearsal at, like, one day at the beginning of the um, the day every week. And we're standing there every fifth grade class, and we're singing, and I'm, like, fighting the urge to throw up. And it's a premonition because I did that later in my college years, too, during a performance. But I threw up. Guy sent me to the nurse. I'm sitting there waiting for my mom to pick me up. And a bunch of other kids come in. And she's like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "I'm not kidding." A girl's like, "I threw up," and found me. And she's like, "In point, she's like, because he threw up." Little chain reaction. And then the girl behind her said, "And I passed out after seeing him throw up." And then another one was like, "I threw up because she threw up," and like, I create like I created this huge
1: chain. Oh, absolutely!
0: It was completely unplanned. My mom picks me up. I'm so ashamed from like all the things that I told her, and she just bursts out laughing. She was just like, "You created a barfarama. Yeah. From I was just like, "I'm sorry." And that's
1: the worst. Where you just, I'm I'm totally the same way. Like if I see it, if I and le- like if if I see a kid do it, I'll obviously send him to the nurse. But if I <laughs> stare at it or be near, I'm like, I got to listen. You're I got to walk away, them. or I'm gonna go. I'm like I'm I, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Um, in fact, I, I know people like even just hearing that sound yeah. or whatever, they're like, okay, dude, don't do that. You're making me like, I'm going to throw up even if I just hear that sound. Oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not
0: looking forward to it, but like the diaper changing and stuff too. <sighs> I don't think I'd be, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I'll be able like, I was at a father's day thing last week and, uh, or not last week, whatever. Um, I was at a father's day thing this past year and um, my cousin my cousin has a kid and the kid just kept on crying like really really young crying, 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 crying eventually they're like oh maybe he needs changing <laughs> so the wife is changing the kid like about to open up the diaper and it's my uncle who's the grandfather of the child my cousin who's the father and my other cousin who's the brother like the uncle they're all staring and as soon as they open up the diaper they're like oh and they walk away straight up just walk straight away in a full-blown blowout <laughs> and like i felt so bad for my cousin's Ugh. wife because she was left to deal with the whole thing because they were just like oh and then they just vacated the premise <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that's awesome yeah that's where you're just and i'm sure knowing my dad i'm sure like i Every kid has those moments, my dad would be like the dad that would be like, "That's my boy <laughs> my dad. like that boy, fill that diaper <laughs> <laughs> That's the
0: Monahan special right there. I gave him that. <laughs> yeah, every boy in my
1: family's done that. <laughs> we all do that in our diapers, whether we're kids or adults, we all do it dude dude i don't I don't know like. This is the highbrow show for 50th anniversary here. We're talking about all kinds of important topics, like I, sunscreen, I, like I, diaper blowouts. I, we're, we're bringing the good stuff, the see, material. I'm
0: bringing out all my weird stories. Speaking of a blowout, I was potty trained, kind of. My mom was taking a nap, had an accident. I thought, I thought it was a good idea to use a toy vacuum to try to clean it up.
1: It Did not work?
0: <laughs> it embedded that like, stuff. What, like,
1: are you? We one of those like machines where it's got like the pop-ups or whatever that pops up.
0: Yeah, it had two rollers on the bottom too. I embedded that stuff into the carpet. <laughs> it, again, another instance. I walked down. My mom walks down. I'm so ashamed. And my mom just starts laughing. <laughs> and she's just like, she's like, "Well, I can't be mad because you were trying to clean it up." You just like you just made it worse, actually.
1: That's <coughs> awesome. Now, speaking of, like, bringing it into sports, did you ever have those moments, like, whether before a game, oh, during I, a game? Oh, I pooped myself during practice. You pooped yourself <laughs> during practice? <laughs> practice? Yeah. I could see during a game, which no, is bad enough, but practice?
0: Yeah, we were scrimmaging, and I just straight up had, I had something bad to eat beforehand, and I was marking this dude, I just... I ended up marking myself. <laughs> and, and the best part was we were running around, and they are just like, they're like, oh, so,
1: oh something smells right. Really
0: <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, it does sound bad. Hey, Coach, can I go to the bathroom?
1: <laughs> well, I remember we were playing against, for travel soccer, it had to have been U16 or U17. <laughs> we were playing against this one team, and the kid that I'm marking smelled. <laughs> I don't know if he... If he did it in his pants or if he hadn't wore had- it was a lucky jersey and wore it, war- but he oh smelled. And I remember it was to the point like late in the game, <laughs> like I'm I'm asking teammates, I'm like, dude, you gotta mark him. I can't. Like I need I need fresh air. Screw it, let him have a breakaway. Why don't you? I think at one point my goaltender got pissed off of me because I pretty much let him walk right in. He made the save, but my goal like Whose man is that? Whose man is that? like he smells <laughs> I need a break yeah no dude I can't breathe
0: yeah 100% I definitely have done not in a game I didn't practice and the best part was I lived right next to the soccer fields like that I had to practice at so I I had to walk home <laughs> so <laughs> that's talk about walk of shame man that was the biggest walk of shame I come home go straight upstairs into the bathroom and I just sit in the bathtub but like I can't I've I've I finished practice, which is the thing. I went to the bathroom, um, cleaned myself up a little, and then I went back. Oh, I went back to practice. Finished practice. I was a trooper. I threw. I thrown up at
1: practice too. You were a you were a pooper trooper over there.
0: <laughs> I mean, like,
1: yeah. I feel bad. like I feel like if it's just a practice and you messed yourself or soiled yourself, <laughs> I feel like, you know what, that's the end of practice. Like, it's okay. Take the day off. That's, well, if want, it's I, a game, especially if it's a tight game, all right, you know, you might want to suck it up, I, I guess. I didn't want <laughs> anybody to know that it was me. No, you make something up. You don't, you just, hey, listen, coach, I I I got to go. Coach, coach, i um, about myself. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't even think. I think it's just something you just run off the field, and then that way later on, like after you clean your, like you get your story straight, you're like, all right, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll tell them I had a family emergency. I'll tell them that I, I, whatever I, I won the lottery or something. Like you just, you let it become like everybody just. Why did Larry just run off the field? Like why did he? I don't know. He just he made he said he just had to go. Like
0: I've never told anybody that story
1: before. (laughs)
0: It's out of the bag now. It's out of the bag. I mean, like, you know, I can point at it and laugh. You know, it's everybody has bodily misfunctions from time to time, you know. I mean at least I didn't have to like sit in a car and go anywhere. Like I could walk home. No.
1: (laughs) There's been times at games, um I remember at a cross country or at a track meet where I literally I was just got done running a two mile, the thirty two hundred. I literally ran right through the finish line, right <laughs> off the track, right in the bathroom because I had to pee so bad. Um, or there's been times like um, you know during uh, soccer games where I literally like I remember one game it was we were five minutes in and I just had to go. So I'm literally calling for a sub. My coach is looking at me like we're five minutes in. Why do you need a sub? I'm like, and again, literally just you know you, you give the your your teammate who comes running off or you give him a quick high five i ran right over to the thing yeah. right over did my business and came right back in fact one game the area that we had there was or the field that we were at there was like um i don't know maybe like 10 15 yards off the sidelines it was like a wooded yeah. area where i just went over into that wooded area at like right before half got subbed off Ran into the woods, made sure I was sort of out of sight of everybody, took quick, you know, piss, and came right back on the field.
0: You know what happens? I think one time there was like a porta potty near here, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta go, and I went to the bathroom, and I think one of like my teammates made like a point to try to kick the porta potty with the ball because <laughs> I was in there, and all of a sudden here, like, bang! <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like you son of a! I was just like, don't do that to me, man but yeah, you know, it it happens. I've thrown up at practice before.
1: I've um played with the flu before, you know. The worst is coaching while you're sick. Like I said, I yeah. there was one game where I honestly the I think I said the story here where I was coaching at park um I had to cancel the practice. It was it was so bad. I literally had to cancel the practice the day before our game. I got to the field and it just I wasn't feeling good all school day long. Got to the field and was like, All right, I'm gonna throw up. And I lived I was I lived like right next to like within walking distance to the field. Yeah. On the school. So I by the time I didn't even make it to my house. I threw up in my driveway. Like that's how bad it was. But I told the girls like practice had just started. I'd be like, all right, kick the ball around for a little bit. Practice is cancelled. Just and I left. The next day I coached, but it was You know, there were a few times where I had to take a step, a few steps away, try to be as out of view as possible, heave, and then get back. And you're yelling, and then you're like, "Okay," and then heave again. I mean, it's it's rough. It is
0: rough, and it's like um, I've never coached sick. I've you know I've just performed and, and played sick, but it's like it's such a difference, like. When you're doing something and you're sick and like you feel like crap, but you're just fighting through it, and then as soon as like you get that chance to be like, okay, you're done, your body's just like, Whoa.
1: oh yeah, <laughs> you get in- home and you're beat,
0: you're like instant collapse. Like I passed out on my, like this was back in in college actually. I passed out on my directors for like my choir. Um, I passed out because I had a nasty case of food poisoning. I passed out after throwing up in front of people hundreds of people, um, on his hardwood floor Ugh. and just like, I got to his house cause we were having brunch and I sat, I, I, everybody was eating. I went into the living room and I, I, this was the first time I was at his house. I was a freshman in college. Like I was dared. I was dead scared of this kid. of This guy walked into his house completely just like out of nowhere, sat on his, on his wood floor and just passed out. And I woke up. Everybody was around me. <laughs> they were like, are you dead? It's like,
1: no. No. It's just like, go away. But I feel like especially with sports, that's like being injured. Like, it's like, as, and I feel like as Because well, you're not 100%. No, you're not 100%. In fact, a lot of times you're not even 50% if you're that sick. Uh, yeah. But I feel like as a player, it's bad enough playing when you're sick— but as a coach, especially if you're coaching like high school, like a, a, a JV, a modified or a varsity, if you coach varsity, sometimes you're lucky enough to have an assistant where if you really feel that bad, you can tell like, listen, I can't make the game today. I'm on, I'm on death's door. I got to stay home, whatever. If you have an assistant coach, they can cover for you. But if you're coaching at a JV or modified team, oftentimes it's just you. So if you don't show up, your team doesn't have a coach right, so and won't get to play. To. So you kind of have to. Um, thankfully, I've never really been sick on the varsity level, but if I was, I knew that Jamie would be there, um, you know, that she could more than more than cover it. You right. know? But there's been times, um, at, like I said, at Park when I was the only varsity coach. There was another time when I was coaching JV at East um, where I, again, Probably was a little too sick to coach, but at the same time, if I didn't show up, the, we, the game's canceled, or we forfeit, or it's not like you can just call up some random teacher or some. I just couldn't call you up. Hey, Matt, you want to coach for me? Right? Like, it's not, it's not going to fly. Your yeah. AD is going to look at you like, um, why was there some guy out there coaching for you? Who we have no idea who he is. Yeah, Is he
0: allowed to be around kids? He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I screamed him. I, I screamed
1: uh, so it's. It's a little different when you're a coach. I mean, at the pro level, obviously, whatever pro level you are, whatever sport, you've got assistance upon assistance upon assistance to cover for you. But when you're the only coach, it makes it tough to call in sick.
0: Yeah, you need to be that kind of person that, like, really does basically everything that you usually do until the point where you can't, like, you know, I'm not the kind of person, like, if I'm sick, like, even with just, like, something small, like, I stop doing everything. Like, I would go to, like, I would go to work or, like, I'd go to, like, to, like, a game or, like, whatever, um, feeling, like, terrible. But it was, like, if I can still, like, function, I can, I'm going to do it. Like, until, like, my body
1: is, like, physically just, like, nope, you can't. Yep. <laughs> the only time I really, and I'm not going to lie, the only time I really turn into an absolute baby is, like, when it's when I've got stomach issues, like if I'm nauseous, if I'm, if I'm ready, or even if I don't throw up, but I feel like I'm going to throw up all day. That's when I turn into the little baby where I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to be like, I'm sick. Just leave me alone. (laughs) If I've got a headache, if I've got, you know, just aches and pains or stuffy nose or runny nose. Yeah. It's annoying, but I can usually toughen out anything else. It's when I've got that stomach issue, that I'm like, uh,
0: just uh, uh, leave me alone. I think mine's a headache. Everything really? else, I'm fine. If I have a headache, though, dude, you better not talk to me. Better not ask me to do anything.
1: Just like let me be, like, because I get pretty bad headaches. See, for me, when I get headaches, I find that if I've got something to do that distracts me, whether it's coaching or something that other than just watching TV, but something that I'm that I have to do, I find that makes my headache like. <laughs> lesson it almost it doesn't take away the headache but it makes it more manageable just because i'm distracted by my job or by something else right i get ocular headaches though okay so more like migraines then kind of but like to the point where like i can't see oh what is that vertigo
0: kind of yeah okay. well like i it comes and goes like sometimes like sometimes it's not bad but sometimes like I would actually have struggled seeing. And, like, at that point, it's just like, dude, like, I just need to go. Yeah. Like, I, I can't. Don't ask me to do anything. Like, even, like, talking and, like, listening to people it's just like, nope. But, like, stomach issues, I probably have, like, really bad stomach problems from the amount of times I burp the way I <laughs> eat. I, I don't know. But, like, so I kind of I'm very accustomed to that
1: sort of thing. I don't throw up that much. I don't throw up a lot, but when I do, I it's a lot. It's usually
0: more provoked from, like, if I eat and then do something. So, like, back yeah. like like, I learned, like, my schedule is, like, I can't eat within, like, an hour of me going to the gym because, like, doing a test. Like, I, after going to practice once and, like, we were going to, I went to travel practice and the coach wasn't. My coach wasn't there, but his daughter, who played, like, D2 soccer for some school, like, maybe Demon or something, she ran the practice, and she ran us through, like, her practice because, you know, why not? Um, and I ate prior to that. That's when I threw up, like, at practice, and I was like, all right, so now I know, like, I can't eat, obviously, going to, like, going to do stuff like that. So I've learned, but, like, sometimes I forget, and, like, I eat something big, and then, like, somebody's
1: like, oh, we got to go, like do this and then you're just like okay see i never not that i would eat a ton before games but stuff like that it never it never hindered my performance like if i i mean i wouldn't go in there and eat like you know a three course meal no but if i uh if i had like a bagel or if i had like a burger or something before oh, a game i can't do like if it it would never bother me like i could sit there i could have a burger or a hot dog or um something before a game, and it wouldn't mess with me. The only thing I knew is, no matter what I played, or ran, or even just going to the gym, I'm not eating for, like, at least a good hour, hour and a half afterwards. Really? Like, I don't I'm feel... I'm starving. No, like, for me, I... Not not that it would make me nauseous, I just don't eat. Like, I'm, I'm not hungry at all, and it could be... There's been times where, um... I'll play in a soccer, or like that. I've played in a soccer game, or that I've gone to the gym, or that I've gone for a run, and I know I haven't eaten all day long, or I'm I'm hungry before the event. Just hadn't had the time to eat. I'll play the event or play the game, and then afterwards, I'm n- like my app. It's like I've I've exercised away or ran away yeah. my my appetite. Like I've got no. That's not good appetite. I mean, that's not. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good? I don't think so. It's not
0: bad, is it? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just naturally hungry after doing something athletic or, like, pretty strenuous just because,
1: I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. maybe it's because. I don't know. Maybe it's a health issue. I'll drink. <laughs> like, I'll drink water or I'll drink Gatorade or I'll drink right. something afterwards. But I have, like, somebody will somebody will bring in, like, a pizza or a hamburger. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm good. I, like, I don't, I just don't have, it doesn't make me nauseous. I just really, I'm like, you know what? I, I, give me like two hours, and I'll and I'll 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 eat something. Yeah. And again, nothing big. Like you know, maybe I'll I'll grab a cup of soup or or noodles or something. Oh, I eat big after stuff. Really? I oh never, yeah. No, I I can't. I never could. Huh. Even nowadays, like I'll hit the treadmill, um, and I know I'm not going to eat for a while. I mean, some days I have
0: that, like. Just in general, like when I eat something like say I have like a something at lunch, like I have like chicken something else, and so i then I don't find myself hungry until like eight o'clock at night, and then sometimes like I eat that and then like I'm hungry like two hours later
1: that's the worst like um the only time it it is a pain in the butt like if, if i've got an especially when I was a kid, if I had an early game that would end at like five thirty six then i'm not eating i know I'm not eating till like eight eight thirty sometimes 9, and I hate eating. A, you really shouldn't be eating anytime. What did they say, like 5.36? You really shouldn't be eating anything any- past 8, I think. I think it's even earlier. Well, you, if anything past that, it should be just light snacks yeah, or something. But you really shouldn't be eating anything past that time. But I know I'm like, all right, my game ended at 5.30. I don't even want to eat dinner until like 7, 7.30. Yeah, eight. like you California know? time. Yeah. And it's it, how I always eat. And then I know anytime I eat late, I'm going to have the agita. I'm going to have heartburn. Like I have
0: I'm, heartburn right now. I just took a parasite, actually.
1: I take uh, I take Nexium's almost on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean. Like, it's, my heartburn is terrible, but I know if I, for me, even now, even just not exercising, if I eat past, like, 830, even if it's not spicy, even if it's just, like, something, you know, bland, in the middle of the night I'm gonna have to get up and pop a Tums yeah. or something just to get me through the rest of the night. Dude, Snapple gives me heartburn. Snap I can see that with the acidity of the juices and stuff. Yeah, Snapple gives me heartburn. Um uh, red sauce which gives me heartburn, which you know <laughs> Yep. I just had I just had uh, made a nice batch of red sauce yesterday. We had that with the, the sausage yep. and everything. Yep. Which yeah. is tasty but yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I was like, you know, I love I love I almost said I love Chinese food. I love I do like Chinese food. Um I love Italian food, and that's all my girlfriend really makes. But, you know, like, I know to prepare myself. And it's just, like, I don't have, like, I have, like, acid reflux. Like, so, like, it, like, comes and goes. But, like, it when it comes, it burns.
1: Oh, yeah. And I know for me, even, like, laying down, like, going to sleep, like, I sleep on my side, but I like the really thin pillow. And I've got terrible acid reflux. And I know when you have acid reflux, you need to prop yourself up. You need to, like, you shouldn't be really laying flat or even with your head know, down. Yeah. But I can't get comfortable. Like, if I am if I got bad acid reflux and I prop myself up, I know there's no way in hell I'm going to sleep that night because <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I need, I have the real thin pancake pillows. I've got to be, like, almost where my head isn't even even, like, almost where it's, like, lower than my oh. shoulder. Like, where it's tilting down a little bit. Weird. I know. But I, I just... And that's the worst thing for acid reflux.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, even, like, I remember, like, when I was playing soccer and stuff, like, if I'd be running and I had, like, a bad bout of, like, acid reflux, like, when you're running and stuff, you're, like, you're more, like, apt to have it. And, like, it, nothing worse than when you're running and you're gassed and all of a sudden, like, you, like, have, like, a burning sensation <laughs> and you're just, like, oh, gosh. You're just, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs>
1: It's like, am I dying? Am I get shot? Am I having a heart attack? Uh, Nope, that's just a burrito working itself through. (laughs) That's just indigestion. (laughs) It's just indigestion. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, though. There have been times um, playing sports, especially, uh, you know, in my 30s, where after a game or, like, even during a game, I'll feel like, man, am I having a heart attack? Am I okay? And, like, it, like, it it burns and then you're like yeah. no like you have a tums and you're like oh, okay i feel fine
0: i don't i've never had a, i don't i think i've only had tums like once in my entire life
1: tums rolades anything like that really just once yeah oh my god there's I, been times where there's been times where my acid reflux has been so bad where i mean i'm popping those things like candy like i'm eat, like i'll take two or three at a time like all right, two, three, four hours later like another two at a time i mean it's just and that's why I started with the Nexium, because at one point the Tums wasn't cutting it anymore. Or Rolaids, whatever, that type of antacid wasn't doing anything. Yeah, no, never really been into that. Uh, I'm telling you, there's nothing worse than acid reflux. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's been t- even, like, I'll go to my doctor, um, and throughout the years, I've found my triggers have been either caffeine or chocolate like those are my those are my big triggers, like if yeah. I eat a lot of chocolate or if I have you know like two three four cups of coffee or um the ice caps that i love which or, is
0: back the oreo ice cap yeah, it's, tis which tis the is, season
1: yeah, tis the season, and they're horrible for you. I know that in fact, <laughs> I think I had one before we uh before we taped today, but those are like my big triggers. Like yeah. where caffeine, especially, I think it's caffeine more than chocolate, but those are my two big triggers. I know other triggers she said were like tomato based. Yeah. Um, so there's red tomato based cuff, but I found out that's not too bad. And, um, there's another big trigger out there that she said to kind of stay away from. Um, it was more of like, uh, your lemony acidic, um, like your, uh, what are they called? Just oranges, lemon, uh, citrus yeah. fruits. Yeah. Stuff like that. She said to, to be wary of those. But I know for me, caffeine, every time. Chocolate, every time.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. It's funny. You mentioned doctors. I remember the last I have a different doctor now. But I, I went to the, my old doctor, and you know, like, those questionnaires that they make you fill out? Every time, like, you go for, like, a checkup, they're like, oh, why are you here? It's like, you know, because you called me. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> They gave me, because like, you need to get paid. Yeah, it's like they gave me the thing and they're like I was going through a time in my life and they're like, Are you depressed? And I was like, Yeah. They're like, How bad? And I'm like, oh, pretty bad. So I like I, I wrote like a paragraph and stuff like that. And um I come in like expecting like my is like he he comes in, he's like, All right like <laughs> it was like a year before he retired, he like he was like, Alright and like you checked my checked my blood pressure, didn't put a blood pressure cuff on me. He just he just felt it. <laughs> um, checked my like Checked my head. He was like, all right, cool. And that was it.
1: Didn't address <laughs> <Ed> it. He <has> just <laughs> melded it. <in.
0: laughs> I was just like, it's nice to know that my mental health is very, very well accommodated here.
1: That's the. Uh, that's like the equivalent of a teacher who's like ready to retire. Yeah. It's like, all right, final exam. There and is no final exam. Uh, you guys are good. You yeah. Are good.
0: What's your name? Good. You passed. Like that's I told my mom that she's like he, she, he never touched your belt pressure I was like no
1: he just eyeballed it
0: yeah yeah She was like he never put the cuff on or like anything he's like no he just felt he's like yeah. was like what I was like yeah
1: I don't know he's like yeah you look fine to me you're good you're you're what twenty something eh, like in Forget my about. in
0: my head I was just like well he is pretty old like he probably like knows what he's doing Probably. no <laughs> he just just
1: he didn't care. <laughs> In my 50 years of the medical experience, I know that you're healthy. Cough. <coughs> yeah,
0: you got good blood pressure.
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like, though, that's, that could be an any profession where you just you start going through the motions and yeah. then you just, like, all right, whatever, let's just get through this. Yeah. Like, you just don't care. Like, ah, all right, next. Yeah. What, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? I think you get, and even with coaching, you get some coaches that just – you get a kid that they, they want to treat every situation the same, especially at the end of the year. Like, Coach, I just – you know, I, like we – I last week we had my track and field team in here where it's – there's some coaches where just, Coach, I can't get past the mile. Well, you know, why don't you just do this? Like, but Coach, we haven't done that all year. Yeah, but you know what? Just run it. But, Coach, I don't run 800s. I run 200s. Right. Yeah, but if you run a good 800, you'll be fine. I'm the coach. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but that's not going to work on my speed. I'm the one that wears whistle here. <laughs> or you get the coach that just, they'll sit there and talk, like, Coach, I need help with uh, I need help with my hundred. What do you think? And then they'll say some long story. Well, you know, if you work on your footwork, and then you got to do this, but then you know, we'll we'll do some block starts, and then we'll do some handoffs, and then we'll do uh, this and that, and then you, yep. you know, we'll we'll run a sixteen hundred, and then we'll put you in there, and we'll give you rest. And next thing you know, five minutes later, the kid's like, "Wait, w- wait, uh, uh, what was my issue again?" Yeah, <laughs> like you just kind of walk away, but like. Wait. What, did, what? What am I supposed to do? What did coaches tell me to do? Okay, okay. Coach, I, I have another question for you. <laughs> coach, it's track, and you just told me to swim a mile. Like Co- what? What? Co- coach,
0: Co- are, you, are you questioning my methods? I'm. I'm Oh, I was put here for a reason, yeah, because our other coach got
1: fired. Coach, it, we're playing soccer, and you told me about a fourth down conversion that we should have gone for and why we don't punt on this down. Back in my day, I was working in the auto shop back th- at 15 years old. I didn't have time to run track. We ran from real problems. Our, tra- our, our split time was getting from one job to another. That was our <laughs> split time. Our split time was how
0: fast the cops would show up after our players would have been hit by the mob. <laughs> I don't want to hear this
1: stuff. But that's definitely where, and, you know, I could I could see sometimes where coaches just get complacent. And not only that, they either one of two things, either A, they get complacent where their team has just gone, had this amount of success, this amount of success, this amount of success, and you're like, all right, whatever, we did this last year, we'll do the same thing. Uh, we did this last year, we did the same thing. Or you get a coach that is the times have changed, the strategies have changed, But he hasn't changed. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorites. He's going to run the same thing 50 years ago when he first started running practice because it worked 50 years ago. You're going to wake
0: up in the morning. You're going to chase the milkman. We don't have a milkman anymore. (laughs) You better get to your house before he does because you know what he likes to do to the single housewives. What? (laughs) What's a milkman? (laughs) My mom's a corporate lawyer. She's not home in the mornings. (laughs) Like.
1: Well, that's the problem with these kids nowadays. Nobody's home there in the morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Walk your dog. He's still going to say hi to Mr. Jefferson. You you got to run across those picket fences and play stickball.
1: And... Go chase the chicken in the backyard.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, eventually you're going to
1: get drafted. Huh? <laughs> wait, what? Wait, I'm drafted? Drafted for war? What? I'm not
0: even legally allowed to be drafted yet. It doesn't
1: matter. In my day, we came out drafted. We were... <laughs> We went we were sent to war as 2 and 3 year olds. We we were bred this way.
0: <laughs> you guys do the presidential fitness test. Actually not anymore. We do uh state testing. Uh, fitness grab testing. A bunch of pansies.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, I used to love the uh when I, the presidential fitness testing. I never did it? Oh, they stopped God. it before me. Those used to be so fun because you would get they had like I think it was either two or three different standards. Yeah, and the only standard I couldn't get the the what is it, the presidential seal of approval or gold standard whatever it was was the freaking flexed arm hang. Oh my god! I, I how long did you have to hold it for? You had to hold it for I think it was something like fifteen seconds, ten to fifteen seconds. I could hold it. I got to whoop. I didn't even get to one. I got to what? Like, I'd go up there. I'd, you know, first of all, I was, we'd have to have not only a chair, all the other kids would have like a chair. I would need a chair and then like a booster seat on top of the chair to hold myself up. And then you're supposed to get there and he'd be like, all right, are you ready? And then he would kick the chair out and you're supposed to just hang there. So you didn't even have to do the arm, the the chin up to get up there. I'd get up there and be like, all right, ready? He'd kick the chair out. <laughs> Like I'd go right back down. Like I had at elementary school, I had zero upper body strength. Like I just yeah, that sounds about right. I Me get too. to woo. Like yeah. it would literally be the click, click. Like, oh. yeah. and I'd be like, "Did I make it?" No, nope. but I would get everything out. We did the shuttle, t- uh, the the shuttle run. Yep. Um, the mile, the um, pull ups. The oh no, that wasn't pull ups. Was, pull ups was the flex arm hang. <clears throat> we didn't do pull ups. It was the flex arm hang. Okay. Maybe afterwards they switched to the pull-ups. Uh, we I'd did rather the, the flex arm hang. Was it the fifty-yard dash or the hundred-yard dash? I think it was the fifty-yard dash in elementary school, but we did yeah. the, the mile, the fifty-yard dash, the shuttle run, um, sit-ups, push-ups, and the flex arm hang. Yeah, there were six of
0: them. Speaking of throwing up, <laughs> there you'd always have those kids because I had to do the fifty-yard dash too, but not. It was for the fitness gram then, not for the presidential. And uh, you'd always, every year, you know for a fact, like, there were certain kids that would throw up after the 50. Oh, for sure. And it was, and now, like, as an adult, you're like, that's 50 yards. Like, but as an elementary school kid, you're just like, oh, wow, that's pretty bad. But and after every time, people, like, you could point to a person and be like, they're going to yak after doing this. Yep. And after doing that, <laughs> yep. So you know, if you don't like vomit, you shouldn't go into the profession of what we go into because physical, physical education and just physical
1: activity tends to make you yak soon, sometime or another. The best was as a kid and even now as a teacher, where you get that kid that brags, like even doing the fitness, the the pacer test back yeah. and forth. They're like, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a hundred, I'm gonna get yeah. the best in the class, I'm gonna beat everybody," and you can tell like. Five or ten laps in, like no, they're not. breathing way too heavy, yeah. and then like they get to fifteen, but like that kid's gonna pass out, yeah. and then they, <laughs> and they end up with like one of the lowest scores, and then they always the go-to excuse is I got asthma. Yeah, the go-to excuse. Hey, little Johnny, why didn't you? Uh, oh, oh, coach, my, my my asthma's been acting up pretty bad. You know, like 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 you just have an asthma flare up, and yeah. I was like, I have asthma. I I did that. Like, no, no, coach, you don't you don't understand. On Mondays, my asthma gets like really bad. Like if we were testing on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, coach, I'd be, I'd, I'd be <laughs> fine. But on Mondays. Those are bad asthma days for me. Yeah, it's not. It's
0: not because you just like as soon as it started, you ran full force and didn't pace yourself <laughs> once. And you're a mouth breather too. You yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like you don't know to circulate breathing and stuff. No, it's not that. It's because you have asthma. I got asthma. It's shocking too because I have everybody's health records here, and it doesn't say it doesn't anything, say asthma anything about asthma. I can call the nurse if you need to go get your inhaler. Yeah, do you have an inhaler at the nurse? No. Mom no. won't let me bring one in. Really? Because, you know, it's actually required if you have asthma to have an inhaler.
1: At the... It's just like really just flatline this kid in front of everybody. I remember the worst time I heard the asthma excuse. We were doing basketball, and one of the kids, like, he was a horrible shooter. He was missing everything. And, of course, was bragging right before. said that the guy? I'm p- the best. And, Coach, I just couldn't make a shot today. My asthma was bad. What? What? Your asthma was causing you to like throw air ball after air ball after brick after yeah. brick. That was your asthma acting up. You seem to be running up and down the court fine. Yeah, but my asthma. I couldn't get the I couldn't get the ball up and up. my my asthma was really messing my arms up. I was really bad at bocce ball today, guys. <laughs> but really
0: <laughs> my asthma acted up. You're not even moving. You're standing still.
1: Yeah, but that motion of going down and <laughs> stepping and rolling. And, you know, I—I you saw me. I tried to knock those balls out. I, I had to throw it pretty hard well, there.
0: Like, so you see those kids, and you're just like, all right, they're cocky. I always feel bad, though, for, like, the kids that, like, are really into it. And, you know, say you have, like, a lot of classes and stuff like that, and you're doing the pacer test. You know you have those kids that can run probably into, like, the mid-hundreds. And, like, you just have to stop it to give everybody a chance. And then like, you stop it. And they're just in tears because they're just, like, they want to keep going. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, I can keep going. It's like, I know you can keep going. But I'm not I- doubting you. But we have, like, 50 other kids to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. When they just, like, blatantly blast it. See, yeah. sometimes those kids, I'll be like, you know what? Let them go. We're we'll like, we'll- let do this another day. Let it go. Yeah. I mean, like.
0: I'm all for, like, if they want to keep going, I want to see how far they can go. Oh, for sure. But I have no problem as soon as they, like, don't make it to the line after the second beep. Like, the first time, you give them a freebie. But the second time, if they don't make it to that beep, I have no time in being like, okay, that's when I stop counting in my head. Because, like, and then they'll walk up to me, and they're like, "I I got 68. You're like, no, you didn't. You got 63. You ran
1: illegally for the other, like, other five. Yeah, but, like, dude, see? When you have to get to the line and you're five feet short from the line, you're done. When
0: it beeps and you're in the middle of the
1: gym, that means you're done, bro. Yep. Or you get the kid, like, for the fitness gram, um, once you get to 80 sit-ups, you can't, yeah. like, when you go in there, you can't, like, even on the website to put in the, the scores, you can't enter in any higher than 80. Right. Like, if you and you'll get kids... You know, it, in fact, we'll stop counting at 80. But like, all right, everybody, you know, you got an 80. You're done. Inevitably, when you're asking the kids, like, all right, Jimmy, what'd you get? 97. Really? We didn't go higher than 80, and you got 97. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, we stopped at 80, yeah. and you got 97. Yeah, I got 97. Really? So when I called everybody done, you just kept None. going for 17 more? Like, stand-
0: right. You were standing in front of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, all right. I'll give you a 97 as you type in 80 into yeah. the computer. I mean, like, at that point, you're like,
0: what's the, like, you know, if the kid wants to think he did 97, well, him think he's 97. <laughs> someday,
1: someday that lie might catch up to him. Be, I me, I crush dreams right away. I'm like, nope, you did not do 97. You did 80, which is still very good. Yeah. That is the highest you can get.
0: Yeah, I was like, like you capped out at 80. In your head, if you want to think you did 97, go
1: for it. Yeah.
0: But he capped out at 80.
1: The best though is when you get the like the real little ones. These guys like the the kindergartners, the pre-Kers, where they'll just come up to you and they'll have an you can tell they have an older brother that does the fitness gram cuz they'll ask you about the fitness gram yeah. and they'll give you some ridiculous number. Yeah, when I was working out with my brother at home, I did 397 push-ups and 750 sit-ups and you're like, "Really?" That's great. When you're testing in a couple of years, you should be one of the best in push-ups and sit-ups. Yeah. That's when you're like, okay, l- let them uh, think that a yeah. little bit. Don't, don't crush their dreams too much.
0: Uh, it's, well, like, a lot. And then you look at the some kids and you'd be like, I don't doubt that. Like, you are, like, jacked for a kindergartner. <laughs> like, like, you do, like... That's the thing. Like, I love, like... You know, at the beginning of the school years or stuff, and you have like new classes, and like, you like you survey, you like your class, and you're just like that kid, like that kid. I'm gonna watch through the entire like five years that I have him, just come into like a tank of a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, and you're just like. First, like, you ask a kindergartner, like, what sports do you play? Like, they're going to understand what you're asking them, but you're just, like, you're generally honest. Is like, what sports do you play? What do you work out? What's your bench? Like, do your parents, what do your parents do? Like, are you related to so-and-so? What is your training regimen? What's your body fat percentage?
1: What do you eat? <laughs> like, yeah, like, you're asking the kid, you're asking, like, a kindergartner, first grader for, like, workout tips. Yeah. Like, dude, what do you do? What do you, like, <laughs> like can you Seriously, your Can you write a
0: program out for me? Yeah, like, honestly, like, what is your program, like, Like, what is your genetics? Like, you are,
1: like, a massive kindergartner. Like, you have six-pack. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, like, even during tryouts, um, you can usually tell, like, especially if if you've been coaching a while, you can usually tell going into tryouts. But, like, all right, these five kids are going to make the team. These five kids are probably going to be my bench. These five kids have no chance. How do I – like, you're already thinking in your head – how do I nicely say that they're not going to make the team? Right. And it's funny because, um, like, even we'll we'll watch uh, – we were watching Miracle the other day at home a couple weeks ago. And my wife's like, when when they're making the team and her Brooks is like, all right, after the first day, I already know who my kids are. I already know who's on the team. She looked at me. She's like, how did he know? Like, how can he just – and she's like, do you ever know when kids are on my team? I'm like, Yeah. Like, not always, but you can usually tell or get a good idea just from seeing them run or just from seeing them do, like, within the first three or four drills. All right, this kid's going to be my starter. This kid's going to be, you know, could be a starter, has potential. This kid is going to be the manager or the water boy. Like, this kid has very little chance.
0: I was like I like to leave myself open to like being pleasantly surprised. Oh for and sure. Then, there
1: like... are some there are some people that can surprise you. And there's been some people that can can surprise me. In fact, um I told a story uh Jess Newbert, one of my discus throwers, qualified for sectionals, went into sectionals, ranked the seventh best discus thrower, going into sectionals, into the finals. When she first came out as a freshman for discus, my initial thought was okay, how do I tell this girl that she should be a sprinter or she should be a hurdler or she should be basically anything else except a thrower? Like, she did not have... The, but she worked hard. She busted her butt off. Right. And she surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. At that point, you're just
0: like, okay, if you know for a fact you're not making the team right now, like, then you look at it and, like, when you tell them, you're like, you're not going to make the team this year. But if you work on this, this, and this from what I've observed you doing... Then like next, like try out next year. It's, oh, absolutely. Like, that's what, that's like after you formulated in your head, like, okay, they're probably not going to make it this year because they don't have the fundamentals. Like you look at it and be like, how dr- can they get better? Yeah. Like I've observed you. And like, if you work on these things that I watched you do, then next year you'll do better.
1: Oh, absolutely. And this year in soccer, we had a, uh, an athlete who got cut from the varsity team her junior year. It was her first year coming out for, for any type of organized soccer. You could tell she was very raw, wasn't very athletic. She needed a lot of work, and that was one thing that Jamie and I came to her and said, you know, we we kept her on the team as a tra- as a uh, practice squad player. Yeah, basically said, listen, you know, you're not going to get into any games this year. You're more than welcome to practice with us. You're more than welcome to come to the games and sit on the bench, but we're going to be upfront and honest with you. You're not going to play. You're you're in fact we 're giving you a jersey, but we're you're you're not going to play and she took it really well, and she came to every single practice by the end of the year. She had still gotten to the point she had gotten much better, but she still wasn 't anywhere near a, a forget starter what couldn 't get her way out of the field i don 't know what this kid did during the off season, but she she had, she told us uh Jamie and myself. That pretty much from the end of the season to the beginning of next season, she was dribbling a soccer ball around. She was working on foot skills. She was working, running every day, doing this. And holy cow, the next year at practice, the first practice, she's buzzing through these drills. I mean, she's like ripping them out. Again, she still, she didn't crack our starting lineup, but she got on the field. She was a good bench player for us, but... Even just getting that far on the field, like, a year ago, I would have thought, all right, there's no way in heck this kid could, but she busted her butt off every single practice. And we told her that, but like, wow, the the amount that you have improved in just one year, especially being a senior, you don't really, once you get to that age, you really don't typically see that type of a leap. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was unbelievable yeah I mean like that's the thing too is' like if you
0: can't coach the kid in the sport itself, coach their like motivation kind of thing yeah it's like it's like listen, like if I can't coach you on the team this year like I'm gonna coach you like motivationally is like like boost your motivation that
1: gets you to work harder then you then you'll be able to achieve what you want absolutely, and sometimes um you get that coach that you know you get that motivation from a coach who says this isn't the right sport you can't do that you know you shouldn't do that in fact i tell us i i told this story to my kids last week my brother who um i ran cross country 7th grade before i switched over to uh soccer full time uh i loved cross country i thought it was great it was just at the same time as soccer couldn't do two sports back then wish it was available now but anyways I remember my it would have been my either junior or senior year where my brother came out. My younger brother Joey came out for the soccer team. He came out to practice and I just looked at him like, you know what, why don't you go over with Mr. Jacobs and do cross country? Yeah. And he ended up tearing it up. Like he I and I told a story where we the only time I raced my brother, um, he was probably an eighth or ninth grader, and we did the Lewis and Peach Festival, um, three mile run. Oh, yeah. And For the first mile, I was ahead of him. And I was talking so much trash at the beginning. Like, I want to beat you. I want to show you, you know, your older brother's going to beat you, blah, blah, blah. I think he was just kind of letting me be in front of him that first mile. Next thing I know, about a mile in, mile and a half in, he taps my shoulder, goes by me, and I never saw him again for the rest of the race (laughs) till the finish line. Like, he beat me by probably, I'd say a good, and I'm being generous to myself, but probably a good two minutes, maybe even three. Like, just completely dusted me. And it was just one of those things. I knew he wasn't going to be a soccer player. I didn't yeah. think he'd be that great at cross country, but I knew he would at least cross country was a no cut sport. You know, he'd at least, but by yeah. the time he, I mean, he crushed it, his seventh grade from seventh grade on, he was probably, if not, he was definitely top five, if not top two, top three ever since then, by the time he's junior, senior year, he's top, top runner, In his team, one of the... I mean, always qualifying for sectionals. Yeah. And it's just, you know, soccer's not your sport, but cross-country is. Yeah, that's the
0: beauty about sports. There's so many out there that if one's not working out for you, you can try a different one. Yeah. Find your niche. Absolutely. And if one does... If one that you really want to play is, like, you're not good at it, you just work hard at it. Just work hard and, you know... If it comes, it comes.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there are sports... My my youngest brother Richie plays hockey. I love hockey. I would love to be I would love nothing better to play on a hockey team and be a starter on a hockey team. I look like a baby deer trying to take its first steps on skates. I cannot skate worth a damn. And there was one year where I would literally that entire winter, I would like get on skates and I would try to skate and skate and like go to practice and I knew it wasn't gonna happen when at the time my youngest brother rich who was a hockey goaltender he's five years old and i'm 15 16 and he's skating circles around me as a five-year-old and i'm busting my butt like trying to and i'm like okay d- d- this isn't gonna work yeah, no. you'd get <laughs> lit up on the field dude just like i i picture it um you remember happy gilmore where yeah. he's like he's on ice and he's like falling over yeah. people during that that would be me if i ever tried out for a hockey team oh, yeah
0: yeah, And then if you did get out there, one of the enforcers would find you and just blow you up.
1: I don't think they'd be able to check me because you can't check somebody if they're on the ground.
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: like, I don't think I'd be able to stand on my they'd skates.
0: Be, they'd be, like, gunning at you, and you, by the time they're on top of you, you'd already have slipped and fallen.
1: Yeah. By the time they made that they made that cross-ice skate to nail me through the boards, I'd be like, and I'd... I'd fall over. I'd hit myself into the boards.
0: Therefore, they run into the boards and you're just and everybody's like, you took out their enforcer, Monaghan. Good for you. Like, you're, yes. You're like, I have a concussion.
1: Now somebody help me off the ice.
0: <laughs> exactly. He's like, get him off of me.
1: <laughs> All right. Matt, <sighs> it is that time. Our 50th version of the hot seat question.
0: Oh, no, no. Because we, we didn't do it. Did correct. we not do the hot seat? No. The
1: first one. We didn't do it until, like, at least five. That's true. No, maybe not that long. Yeah. When Megan came on episode two, I think I did the hot seat with her. No. All right. The 40-plus version of the hot seat in the 50th episode. Five questions. Matt, do you want to go first? (sighs) Uh, Oh. That was a big sigh. Yeah. The anticipation sigh. I guess. (laughs) Uh...
0: Huh.
1: All right. Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. One we'll go with the winter theme or the since I just talked about skating. Winter Olympics, if you could pick one event to star in or perform in or make the Olympics for, what's the winter Olympic event that you're doing?
0: I wanna say ski jump.
1: Oh, like the ones where they're like flying like two hundred, three hundred feet in the air. Yeah. Oh hell no. Yeah. No, not me. Like, are you talking about the ones where they just like go off or, the ramp, or they do like the, they try to do like the flips and? The oh air no, and
0: not like the not like that. Like the one that they like go down and off the ramp. Uh.
1: So they're going more for like distance as opposed to height, like that one. Well. I would actually
0: feel like that, like, the the, kind of like the skateboarding kind of one that, like, the snowboard, like, Sean White does. And yeah. Stuff. Like that. Like the
1: half-pipe type of deal?
0: Yeah. I'd I'm, All right. I'd rather do that one than the ski jump because I don't feel like that one's as high. The ski jump is, like, you hit the ramp and you go You're up. You're
1: sailing. Yeah. Like,
0: for a long time. You're going, like, at 80 miles per hour in the air. Yeah, no way. And all you right. just have to land. I was
1: going to say. So you're doing more like the ski, po- the, the half. Yeah, like doing tricks and stuff, I guess. Okay. For me, um, the old man in me wants to say curling, like just be the <laughs> curling, uh, the curling team, um, which I do enjoy curling. I think it's, it's one of my favorite Olympic events to watch during the winter games, but I don't think I'd be a pro curler. One um, of winter Olympic event. Uh, you know what? I'll keep it on the ice. I would love to be a hockey player in the Olympics. Yeah. Like, I'd love to be a hockey player in the Olympics. Um, Just because it's such a big thing there. Yeah. And I figured that would, be, that would be the closest thing to playing pro sports. Yeah. Like, especially in the Olympics, which most of those guys, although the NHL stopped sending their athletes, but when the NHL yes. was sending their athletes, most of those guys, if not all it's of them, were when, pro athletes. Back when it was good. Yeah. Um so I'd say Olympic <laughs> Olympic hockey. Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah. The Ryan Miller year where uh Ryan, yeah. where they lost to Team Canada in the uh, gold medal round, which was a great game. Yeah. That was I think 2000 2010? No.
0: 2013-14.
1: 14 Olympics or 12 Olympics. One of those Olympics.
0: Yeah. Right. Um that was the same year I got my son poisoned. Oof but as a as a distant canadian i liked canada winning that one yeah yeah it's yeah. it's our it's the national sport um okay for my question are you more of a flip-flop guy or a sandal like a like a sandal kind of guy or the sandals that like strap around your ankle like with the straps like the uh... so it's either slides flip-flop
1: or, like, full-blown, like, strapped sandals. Now, are Crocs considered no. sandals or no? So we're throwing Crocs out of there? Throwing Crocs out. All right, then I'm a flip-flop guy the whole way. Like, I like the flip-flops. I was never—I don't know. I didn't like the slides all that much. Um, But I, I'm, I'm a flip-flop guy if that's all I got to do. The sandal, I did not—I I, I don't like sandals now. Even with the Crocs— I don't put them in the quote unquote sports mode or whatever, where you have the the yeah, strap in the back. I can tell. Yeah, I I totally don't rock them sports mode. But no, I'm uh, I I would be a flip flop guy.
0: Isn't it crazy that Crocs are just basically rubber? Pretty much. Like there's nothing. Wasn't
1: the whole story that they're edible? Like they're you can eat them because they're made of like corn starch or something. They're not know. even rubber. I wouldn't even eat them. I'm not eating them. But I, th- I don't think I've ever owned a pair of Crocs. They are comfortable. They are very comfortable. I got to say, yeah, these are the ones where um, this year's indoor team got me some. But it's gotten to the point where my last couple coaches' gifts, like this was a coach's gift from my indoor team this past season. Um, last year's soccer, the last two soccer teams have gotten me a pair of Crocs. My outdoor team, outdoor tra- uh, track team before that got me a pair of Crocs. Like it's, I don't even buy Crocs anymore. I get them as coaches' gifts. I wish. Which is outstanding. But yeah, I'm definitely a flip-flop guy. My old um, choir director, I went to go see him
0: direct at Frontier um, this past year, and as a director's gift they gave him Burks, and he continu- He proceeded to do the rest of the concert in Burks. and I a tux- t- tuxedo in Burks.
1: Oh, that's how when these were, when they gave them to me at the uh, coach's banquet, I proceeded to take off my shoes in front of everybody and put on the Crocs. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a sandals guy. I just, I, love I figure sandals. if you're going to wear sandals, just wear sneakers. Why? Like you're strapping them on. Oh, no, on your... I, I'm sorry. Not sandals. Um, slides. Okay. Slides. Yeah. Slides yeah. I can get. And it, it's just even the comfort, the, just the easiness yeah, of you sliding slide on, them off. That's yeah. why I like the Crocs too, but yeah, if you're going to, for sandals, if you're going to take the time to strap everything on and yeah. do this and Velk, just, you know, put on your sneakers. Yeah, exactly. Just put on your sneakers. Oh, they're my hiking sandals. Why do you want to hike bear, with your bare feet out? Yeah. That's just... Put on shoes. Put on boots like a man. Exactly. Put on put on shoes. Put on sneakers. Yeah. All right. Number three. Let's see. Um, number three. Three. Feel free to jump in here with anything. Um, okay. Most memorable, since it's, you know, the the official start of summer and school years, we talked about school years ending for a couple weeks now, most memorable teacher that you've had, whether it's been college, college professor, high school, uh, middle school, elementary, most memorable teacher in your Ooh. academic career. Oh. This one's a tough one for me. Yeah. I'm going to give two. For elementary school, it was uh, Mr. Kanan, my second grade teacher at Niagara Street Elementary School. Um, he was just, uh, He was just a super positive guy. Not only that, but one of those guys where if something was wrong with you as a student, he'd go out of his way to just show that he cared. He'd go He'd call your parents and let them know that if you were having a rough day or a good day. um, But he was just he was just a super memorable part of my childhood growing up. My second grade teacher, Mr. Canaan. So I'm going to give a shout out to him, uh, who I think passed away a number of years ago, but still shout out to him. And then in high school, it was my English teacher, Mr. Brass, um, 10th grade English teacher again, just a, uh, he was towards the end of his career. In fact, I think he retired uh, with our graduating class in 98 as seniors. But again, just a teacher who was one of those teachers, he very easily, especially by the time he had our class in 10th grade, very easily could have mailed in every lesson at that point, already had um, 30 plus years in teaching. He wasn't doing it for the money. He was doing it because he still enjoyed it, and it showed. Just had creative lessons, creative books, thought-provoking questions and lessons that really, and again, I was never a big uh, literature person, but he made the subject super interesting, whether you liked it or not. So just a very influential teacher to me. Oh, and I'll say a third one for professionally, Mr. Haley, ninth grade phys ed teacher who just, oh man, he was one of those guys, in fact, the story where he would, I questioned him once in class and he stopped the class five minutes in, put the entire class on the bleachers and proceeded to have me throw baskets while making fun of me because I dared to question a call in floor hockey. Um, But he was just, he was great. Great teacher, respected teacher, Um, some Roger Haley. Okay, so those are my three good three, good three Mm. with the trio of teachers.
0: Yeah, I who do? mm. Mm. I guess I'll just do two. They're both my vocal teachers, Mr. Schaefer, who now teaches at Frontier. uh, Taught me. I only had him for one year, freshman year, high school. Taught me to be quirky and fun and have a good time, you know, enjoy, enjoy doing things, enjoy just being yourself and be serious, but also have some lightheartedness to it. Um, he was the kind of teacher that was like, he had like a good bond with all you, like at all of his students, but he kept it professional. So it wasn't like he over like stepped his, but like, he was just like, you can come to my room whenever you need, like just talk to me about life if you need to. But he kept it professional. Um, him and then Gerard Floriano from Geneseo College. He taught me to just be like they're both like kind of like father ish figures. They taught me like different ways to be a man. Schaefer told taught me to never turn down free food and always be a gentleman. <laughs> I live by that motto. I swear to you I do. Um and Gerard, he taught me just like he was like hardcore. Hardcore. Like he was the kind of guy who was like, if you didn't know your stuff, he'd be like, he'd stop and he's like, get out. <laughs> and like, we, we'd we all just like sit there and wait. And he was just like, like somebody gave him a, a certificate and they accidentally spelled his name wrong and pronounced it wrong. And he was just like, he was just like, send this back and fix it. Like it he, he, he was like he was very, but like he, he demanded respect and he put up for it. Like, so he just was like anything with like hard work and effort and stuff like that, you know. You can get anywhere and just, like, put in the time. So part of it was, like, one taught me to be goofy and, like, enjoy yourself. Have fun. And, like, always don't just be, like, a sourpuss all the time. Just, yeah, you know. And Larry, you know, from working with me at camp, I have fun with a lot of things that I do. And the other one taught me is, like, yeah, exactly. And, like, I, I credit that to what I learned as a freshman. And then, like, in college, like, the hard work and dedication that I put into the things, too, even if it is being goofy, you know, just. If you want something, work for it. Yeah. But, you know, crazy. Both things, not to do anything about vocals,
1: (laughs) but just more about just life. No, absolutely. And that's even with sports. There's so many times that you just, you learn, you learn about the sport from your coach, but you're learning life lessons more often than not. Oh, yeah. All right. What do we have? Question four? Um, Yeah. Oh, excuse me. All right. Whew. Talk about acid reflux. There, I'm not
0: kidding you. It is—it's—it's it's acid reflux right now. It's really hurting. Jeez, um, oh I don't know. What's uh Are you more of like a like you know like how like the old men? Oh jeez, sorry, is like a like a recliner kind of thing. Like you know, like that chair, the
1: that, the lazy boy.
0: Yeah, like the lazy okay. boy. Are you more of like a lazy boy person or like a couch person?
1: Hmm. Like if you have, are both, we talking about sitting or can I lay on the couch? I
0: mean, like, so like a lazy boy, you can recline back and lay down. So like in the couch, you can lay down too.
1: Hmm. Um, you know what? Ah, that's tricky. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm more if I'm watching if I'm watching a movie or watching TV um, or like actually doing something. I'd say I'm definitely more of a lazy boy kind of guy because um, it's it's comfortable. It's relaxing. But if I'm, like, just, you know, have the TV on just to have it on, noise in the background, and I know I'm going to fall asleep, then I'm more of the couch just because I, I'm i more of a side sleeper. Like, I sleep on my side. Okay. I sleep on my shoulder um, where it's hard to do on the lazy boy. Not to say that I haven't fallen asleep on the lazy boy at all because oh, I'm, I'm sure have. I have. Oh, yeah. But, um um, if I if I need to stay focused or whatever, I'd, I'd say probably more of a lazy boy.
0: Yeah, I feel like that that that's me too. I love having my feet up, and like I'd rather just like click it back and put it up. Even if I don't want to lay fully down, I can still pull the, the leg rest up. I don't know. I I prefer sleeping on my lazy boy. On couch. Really?
1: Oh yeah. Like I said, when I broke my shoulder, I literally had to sleep on our lazy boy um, at home um, uh, for probably a week. Yeah, because I couldn't like you I couldn't roll over, couldn't roll over. Not only that, I couldn't like it. Everything hurt when I moved. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got very comfortable <laughs> as a junior. Uh, when was it? Freshman year. Freshman year, I think, as in high school, I got very comfortable on our lazy boy. Very hmm. familiar with That's it. It's a good friend. Absolutely. All right. Question that was four or was that three? That was four.
0: Wasn't no. So we you started. I started with, um, I don't know. What well, did okay. Start with?
1: We had, f- oh, I started with the Olympic, what Olympic sport? Flip-flops and sandals. Flip-flops and sandals. Influential teacher. And
0: then lazy, lazy boy okay, or yeah, couch. So this so is we're on number
1: five. Yeah. All right, who's finishing it off?
0: I just came up with the lazy boy and couch. Yeah, but I already came up with the first two, or,
1: or two. <laughs> I just came <laughs> up with the first two. <laughs> uh, all right, whoever thinks of one, just jump in. Question five, you know, I really should start thinking of these beforehand, No, but I feel like that takes away the spontaneity of it. It takes away the, 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 the authenticness. Okay. Favorite. Um, all right. Are you more of a Ted Lasso guy or a Cobra Kai guy? If you only had to Netflix or stream, you can't
0: compare the two. I think you can. No, you can't. They're so different.
1: They are different, but I think that also with the different personalities. I guess Ted Lasso. If you only had to watch one, you're watching Ted Lasso. Football is life. (laughs) I'm torn. I would love Cobra Kai. I love them both. I love them both. Um, I feel like Ted Lasso just has a better storyline. Cobra Kai, though, has had more seasons. I feel like you get more episodes with Cobra Kai. And I'm bummed because is it really going to be Ted Lasso? Is that really three seasons and that's it? I've heard, yeah. like, this season is going to be it. Just because uh, Jason Sudeikis and, and uh, Beard, who wrote the show, that's, like, they're always in their mind. They had a three arc, you know, season one, season two, season three. And that was it. That's such a good shot. I hope it keeps going. In fact, it'll be coming on No, they're pushing it back a little later. I think it's starting in September, November. I don't know. (sighs) August, September, November, so it'll be coming up soon. Uh I hate Ralph Macchio. I'm definitely more of a Johnny Lawrence character. I just don't uh, like Ralph Macchio. (laughs) The actor or the character he plays? Uh, Both. Both?
0: Um, Not as bad as Patrick Holmes,
1: but it's up there. I'm definitely more of a Johnny Lawrence, uh, William Zabka uh, character, but... uh, you know what if you go I might go Cobra Kai. Bull I might go Bull. You would you prefer Ted Lasso and I know it. I <clears throat> It's my question. Why did I have to ask yeah, it? But, you
0: didn't you never sh- you would never shut up about it earlier. I love Ted Lasso. Exactly. I really do. All
1: right, I'll go Ted Lasso.
0: Oh like, like Cobra Kai, I wanna add some conflict here.
1: No bull <laughs> just freaking say Ted Lasso. I, I love Cobra Kai though too. I think that's a I love that show. I just love the fact that they. I mean, it's one of those, especially growing up in the, as a kid in the '80s, watching the the Karate Kid movies. It's always you always just saw it from Daniel's point of view, the good guy versus the bad guy. The good guy's the champion, the bad guy's the you know piece of you know what. And it's just like, whoa! Wait a minute! Like, there's a whole Dan- other side. The whole other side, and Daniel was kind of a jerk. At times, in those original uh, Karate Kid movies, if you think about it. So, all right, fine. You talk me into Ted Lasso. Uh, Exactly. All right. Speaking of that, we're going to end things on that Ted Lasso note. 50 episodes in the book. Hopefully, many, many more to come. Um, Make sure you catch us on Facebook. On Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. Also, make sure you watch for those videos that are coming out about our match on July thirtieth. Um, we've got all our our competitors that are in the books. It's going to be Mark Santangelo versus Rob Udy in the main event on the, I guess you'd call it undercards. Uh, Chris Matisse versus Ronnie Anderson. There's also going to be a doubles match in there. Chris Matisse with Rob Udy versus Ronnie Anderson with Mark Santangelo. Um, Matt and I, who knows, we might make an appearance. Uh, I might dust out the racket there, but it's going to be a lot of fun from Greedy Acres on July 30th. Where we, that's one I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. First time doing a little color commentary. Um, Matt, any words before we leave?
0: Uh, 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 drink your Ovaltine.
1: (laughs) Make sure you drink your Ovaltine and we'll see you next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines.